But thank you so much for that warm welcome. It's a gift. Let's just stand for just a moment and uh, let's pray. Come before the Lord and bring our hearts to Him. I don't know about you, but two things in my life don't happen often. Reflection and standing in awe. Lord God, we come before you now in your presence with the Holy Spirit in us. And Lord God, we seek you. We seek you tonight. We pray more than anything that you would be most honoured with what happens here. You'd be most glorified, set apart in our hearts. Help us to seek you in all fullness. Pray that together in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please take a seat. We are going to do something a little bit different uh, tonight. And we will get a chance to quite literally and, and metaphorically stand in awe of God. Um, as I was preparing for this message, I thought there is two things that are more powerful than anything I will say, and that is hearing God in music and hearing God in Scripture. And tonight we'll do both. We'll go through four different stanzas or sections. We will listen. God will speak. Jesus will advocate. And we will receive. Ecclesiastes 5 says this, Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools. Rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. As a dream comes when there are many cares, so the speech of a fool when there are many words. When you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to vow than to make a vow and not fulfill it. Do not let your, your mouth lead you into sin. And do not protest to the temple messenger. My vow was a mistake. Why should God be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands? Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Therefore, stand in awe of God. Now, for the rest of this message, I just want to move aside. Um, that's not just a technique, it's a visual metaphor. It's actually appropriate. Um, because I want the focal point to actually be God. God's Word, God in song, things that we'll view together. We've just listened to Ecclesiastes 5. Stand in awe of God. And when we think through Scripture, and we consider all the way from the start at Genesis, we realize that God has been in creation the entire time, setting things apart for a reason. He has spoken powerfully via His Word to speak things into existence things that are marvellous and too marvellous for us to understand. 
In just a moment, we'll watch some galaxies and planets, some images in the cosmos appear on the screen. These are things that God breathes into existence. The things that we can almost think are impossible to imagine. Things that our minds couldn't conceive even if we tried. And as we watch what's happening there on the screen, I'm going to read through some select verses in Job. Job is an incredible book. Because right in the middle of Job, for just a few chapters, God speaks. And when you read scripture and you hear God speak, it's time to listen. And this is what God says. Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you'll answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness. When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place. When I said, this far you may come and no further. Here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning? Or shown the dawn its place? That it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. What is the way to the abode of light? And where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths to their dwellings? Surely you know, for you are already born. You have lived so many years. Have you entered the storehouses of the snow or seen the storehouses of the hail, which are reserved for times of trouble, for days of war and battle? What is the way to the place where the lightning is dispersed or the place where the east winds are scattered over the earth? Who cuts a channel for the torrents of rain and a path for the thunderstorm to water a land where no man lives, a desert where no one is in it, to satisfy a desolate wasteland and make it sprout with grass? Does the rain have a father? Who fathers the drops of dew? From whose womb comes the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens? When the water becomes hard as stone, when the surface of the deep is frozen. Can you bind the beautiful Pleiades? Can you loose the cords of Orion? Can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? Do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself with a flood of water? 
do you send the lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you, here we are? Our God is a creator God, a formidable God, a God who speaks things into their very being, including you and I. When we look through scripture, we realize that the Bible is a story that says in some detail of who God is, but not often do we get to pause and realize that God is also the God who does. And you'll notice as you go through these images, and these are 100 images that were captured by the Hubble telescope, no two of them are the same. And this is only a 100 of billions that we're yet to discover. Can you imagine for just a moment being God clothed in splendor and looking around at everything unique that you have made? What do we do in response? We stand in awe of God. God speaks. And when he speaks, we stand in awe. The incredible story about a God who might seem out there is that he actually came here. The God who stretched out his hands to fling those stars into space, to cruel nails surrendered. God became Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, to dwell amongst us as a man. And he came close, and he came close to humanity, and he comes close to you. And so we hold in tension something magnificent with something transformative. The God of the universe, but the God who transforms our heart. And who is that? It is none other than Jesus Christ. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth and under the earth, And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We listen, God speaks, Jesus advocates. The man Jesus coming into history to redefine our view of time, our view of God, and to release in us something powerful that we can't contain, the very love of the Father. Now, I wonder if your view on Jesus is complete. And I know for myself, and perhaps like you, it's difficult sometimes to get a clear picture of what Jesus can do. We need things to help us. 
And so in just a moment, we're going to see a really incredible clip about one thing, one characteristic of Jesus, and there are many, and that is the power of his name. We've just sung about that tonight. And we'll visually see what that can do in a situation that you may have been in yourself or you may know people who've gone through it. And as we reflect on this, I'd love you to think about what you think about the power of Jesus' name. Can it transform? Can it heal? Can it bring freedom? Take a seat and we'll watch this together.
the same God of the cosmos reaches into history and transforms moments like that. On Friday night, our family chat was dominated by a bit of chatter backwards and forwards because my mum is in Israel at the moment and she's flying out of Ben Gurion airport in Tel Aviv. My mum is a formidable woman of great faith and unusually buoyant at times like this. Oh, there's been some ruckus, but we'll be fine. Underplaying it, classic mum. And last night as I went to sleep, I went through that motion of feeling terror, of feeling uncertainty, but then feeling a deep-seated faith that the Lord is in control. And of anyone that I know who knows that better than perhaps most of us would love to over a lifetime, it's my mum. She has a deep-seated faith in that Jesus who can transform what she's going through right now. And so we pray in faith to an incredible God. He speaks to us in powerful ways. He sent his son to advocate on our behalf to transform moments like this. But there's more. Can you believe it? Because when we are in Jesus, we receive. When Jesus went back to be with God, he left the Holy Spirit, our counsellor, when you think about the phenomenal exchange that's happened there the God of the cosmos reaches into history and then as his advocate moves on he leaves behind something just as powerful that lives inside of you as a believer but sometimes it's hard for us to, to grasp that it's hard for us to understand what it means to receive But one way that I think we can receive and receive well is if we stand and declare the blessing that we sit in. Because I know if I can think of what my mum is probably doing right now, praising God in the moment, what we need to do in these moments, praise a good and glorious God who understands to speak that blessing out. And so in just a moment, we're going to stand and declare that together. A blessing, a blessing that has been declared time and time again. And we will sing it together and sing it to each other. It's from Numbers 6. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Pertinent times like this. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Lord Jesus, we accept this blessing. We receive. as we sing together, Heavenly Father, be with us in this moment and through your spirit minister to us, reminding us that you love us, that you've called us to high things.
you set us free. Amen. Amen. We agree. We agree. We listen. God speaks. Jesus advocates, transforms, and we receive. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the blessing that comes through you. That, Lord God, when we know you, our lives can be transformed in an instant. And we can walk out of darkness and into light. We can receive that power that you extended to those believers so many years ago and to us today through your Holy Spirit. And we can receive your peace. As we're standing here, there might be people in this room who don't know Jesus, who haven't accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I extend the invitation to you tonight to invite him into your life. I can tell you it's one of the most incredible things you'll ever do. The most powerful things you can ever do. The freedom, hope and joy that is in your, yours in Christ is unfathomable, as high as the sky, as wide as the ocean. God's love extends to you. So as you're standing with eyes closed and heads bowed, I'm just going to ask if you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, just pop your hand in the air. It's one of those things that we'll do here in private. I'd love to catch up with you afterwards and pray for you and talk to you more about what this Jesus can do for you. Lord Jesus, we pray together for those people bold enough to come before you and seek your face to give their lives to you and commit to you. And we pray for the rest of us, Lord, who've been walking a faithful path, some for some years, some for many years. We pray a blessing on each and every person in this room and to our church community and to the millions and billions of witnesses who've gone before us and will go ahead of us. Lord God, may you once again rule in our lives. We pray that together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us. They were given a tough assignment tonight. They did very, very well. Thank you so much. After we go out to fellowship together, um, if you'd like prayer, there's going to be a few folk at the front who would love to pray for you. There's a few things that you may need prayer for. We've gone through four different sections tonight. Maybe one of them resonates with you. Do you need to listen to God more? We'll pray for that. Do you need to understand him when he speaks? We'll pray for that. Do you need to understand who Jesus is as he advocates? We can pray for that. Do you have a blockage that's stopping you from receiving? We can pray for that. So go in peace, to love and serve the Lord, and to enjoy, I think, some sausage rolls. But otherwise, come to the front. We'll pray together. Amen.